Welcome to the Hillside Podcast. We trust that you'll be impacted by listening to today's message. Hey, thanks, Luke, man. I don't know if I want to share my first experience of Luke at uh, junior youth. He was uh, busy pretending to be part of the girls' team and doing a very good job at that, uh, that little act. Um, so, yeah, I was busy being a gladiator, and Luke, you were supporting me. Thanks. <laughs> um, want to get some uh, formalities out the way first. I was at a bra yesterday, and I got some very strict instructions from three of my friends that they needed a mention. So, uh, Brendan Cooper, uh, Kate Foster, and Jared Smith. Um, but for your audacity, you guys are going to have to come up here. So, the three of you, I told you, I'd hope you'd be ready for, for this. And uh, you guys are just going to say something nice about me, so. Here we go. Well, Steve. <laughs> I just love the words of affirmation, eh? Yeah, there you go. Um, no, bro, I think, like, I'm going to be serious about this, so let's just, yeah, receive it. <laughs> no, but, like, yeah, it's like the last, I think it's three years that I've, I've been back here from, from the States, it's just been so good to, to connect with you on a, like, we, you're always just, like, the younger family friend, but then we became like actually good mates. And so, yeah, it's just been really cool bonding with you over the last three years. And you've like been such an, a huge influence on my life um, and just how you've been an influence on so many people's lives. Um, so yeah, I just want to say, I really appreciate you for that. And thanks for talking to me about fish all the time. Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay, I don't need more affirmation. So Bren, if you could say something cool about God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had like that whole time. <laughs> wow. Something cool about God. Um, well, I mean, there, there's so many things, but something that's been um, with me recently is just how like it's like an endless pursuit. Like there's just there's nothing that can be done or said, excuse me, that will ever can ever, you know, stop his heart after me. Well, you guys as well, I suppose. Cool. And Jared, can you say something awesome about yourself? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, Where do you start? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just really honored to be your friend. Oh, oh. Nice, you guys can go. So next time you want to ask to be in my preach, just be prepared for whatever comes your way, guys. Um, so I, I really, uh, uh, I'm a really hype guy. So before I, I got here, I was like, how do I hype myself up? So tonight I'm speaking about freedom with a purpose. And uh, so to hype myself up, I went onto uh, YouTube and uh, I Googled, uh, well, you uh, got the video of uh, William Wallace in Braveheart when he's uh, being executed, basically. And it's quite an intense scene. And basically, the guy is there. He's like, listen, all you got to do is beg for mercy, and then this will all be done. And you can see he's in pain, whatever. And then he just screams the biggest freedom ever. And like, it's goosebumps, and it's such an awesome moment. So guys, I'm pumped. I am pumped. I could go to war right now. But instead of that, I'm going to preach. So let's do that. Um, So we're going to talk about freedom tonight. And What's been interesting about freedom is that I've outlined five things that I I think encompass what freedom means, and the one is identity, the one is purpose, community, worship, and indifference, or not being ashamed. 
And what's very interesting about that is that the thing about slavery is that those five things apply as well. And so it's, it's quite tricky to identify when you are a slave and when you are free because of it. So when you are a slave, so let's say you're a slave to your finances, you have an identity of either wealthy or poor. You have a purpose, and that is to make X amount of money for your year. And your community is often based on your uh, socioeconomic um, class. We hang out with the same people that, well, that earn a similar amount to us. And you will worship money. And your indifference will come in, in the fact if you're not reaching those goals. And you will have shame if you are not reaching those uh, goals that you are slave to. There's things like depression that uh, we can be slave to. And our identity will be depressed or not good enough or lacking of joy. Our purpose is to find joy and overcome depression. Our community might be psychologists or friends that will build us up. And we will worship this ideal of joy. And when you're depressed, you're often in, indifferent about it and you, you have shame over it. So, and there's a few other things. I mean, even something like ministry. We can find our identity in ministry and we can actually be slave to our ministry. I'm, I'm a real numbers guy and if, if I see that my ministry doesn't have the numbers I want, then I'm slave to it. There's other things like lust and, and fitness and... <laughs> I'm kidding, Def, I'm kidding. And even things like family and relationships can be our crutches. And we can be slave to those things. And so end of 2017, I've mentioned this before, I, I prayed that God would take away all my crutches. And guys, it is the most painful experience I've ever gone through. Academically, I failed my first module, uh, uh, got broken up with, I lost my title and my res of being on the house committee, and, you know, it felt like I lost everything, but I actually gained my destiny. And in order to have freedom in that what God has given us, we actually have to give up what we are slave to. I lost everything but I gained my destiny. Put that on a t-shirt. Okay. And, and you know what the world will say? If you just fill in the blank, if you just earn enough money, or if you just make enough friends, you will be free. But in that, if you just, you are already trapped. Because there's a condition. And... You know, if you, are, if you are sitting there and thinking, well, what is, what is the thing that I, I am slave to tonight? For me, my easiest indicator is during worship, what is the thing that my mind is on instead of God? And so if I'm sitting here in worship and I'm standing here and I'm worshiping, but I'm actually thinking about my finances, then you're a slave to your finances and you don't have freedom to worship. And the, the devil doesn't actually, he doesn't mind us living in a, a happy life. He, he, he doesn't mind that. What he is concerned about is our connection with the Father. He, he, he's got beef with the Father. We're just a medium to almost piss off God. And if you think about it, the easiest way to anger a father is to, 
Is mom upset with me saying, pissed off? Just wait, mom. I drop a big one just now. No, I'm kidding, I don't. <laughs> I remember my, the first time I shared, I said, uh, guys were stuffing around. And mom wasn't even happy with that one. <laughs> but the easiest way to, to get to the father is often through his children. If you look at these movies and the big crime boss, they will go and kidnap his children. And so what Satan wants to do, he wants to hold us hostage to relationship with the father. And he doesn't want to hold us hostage to a comfortable life or financial freedom. He actually doesn't. He wants to hold us hostage to the father. So that's, that's us and our individual relationship with, with, with God and what Satan's trying to attack. But then also, if you think about it, we are, as the church, we are the bride of Christ. And the easiest way to piss off the groom, <laughs> easiest way to irritate the groom is to go after the bride. I mean, on my wedding day, listen, nobody is even looking at my bride. Like, I know she thinks it's her day to look pretty and stuff, but like even that first dance with her dad or whatever, no, like this is my, my day. And, and you, you know, you're good luck. <laughs> and so what Satan does as well is he goes after the bride, which is the church, and he brings chaos to this place. And can you imagine a groom where there's chaos in, in the bride's heart? So I want to go back to where there was perfect freedom, and that was in, in the garden. Lenny, if you could change the slide there. The Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve on the slide. Lenny, <laughs> there we go. Okay, and so the first thing I've got there is identity. And before the fall, we had perfect identity. It says we were made in God's image. And then after the fall, the serpent said, you can be like God if you eat of this fruit. And so he, the devil twisted our identity and he perverted it and he said, you can be like God. But we were already made in God's image. Then he went off to our purpose. We, we, in the garden, we had a purpose and a cool one, actually. We got to name all the animals and have dominion over them. And then... The fall happened, and we were banished from the garden, and we lost that incredible purpose. If we can go to the next slide. So then there was this thing of Adam and Eve walked in the garden naked. There was no shame in them. And then after the fall, Adam says to God, like, I was hiding because I was afraid because I was naked. And community, Adam and Eve and God had perfect community. And they walked together, they named animals together, they had a jaw. And then the first thing Adam says to God, he says, it was the woman's fault. There was blame and conflict in this community. And then obviously in the garden, there was this incredible worship between man and God. And after that, we no longer walked with God in the garden. And I think that the rest of the Bible has been showing us stories about how God is so intentionally pursuing restoring that freedom that we had there. So I'm going to pick out a few stories from, from the Bible that I think do such a good job of that. And the first slide there uh, with Joseph. So 
Joseph was in prison. And I'm not going to do the whole backstory with um, him being a son in the house. Um, but he, he ended up in prison, which is literally the opposite of freedom. Um, and he was released into freedom, but to do something. He didn't get released into freedom so he could sit in Pharaoh's palace. He, he got released so he could be put in a position that could set his whole community free. His community was on the point of starvation and being wiped out. And Joseph was set free so that he could restore his community. And like my title of the preach is Freedom with a Purpose. And Joseph's purpose in his freedom was so much bigger than luxury. And we often think that our freedom is one for luxury. And it's, it's not. Our freedom has a purpose. And even when we get healed, there, it seems like there's a luxury to it, which there is. And like I, I shared in worship, there's an incredible moment that happens when we get released of things like that. But actually, I'm going to talk later about the purpose in that as well. Then the next slide there, Lenny. So we move on to the Israelites, and they were obviously uh, enslaved by the Egyptians. Again, no freedom. And God came through, and in Exodus 7, verse 16, he says, Then say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to say this to you. Let my people go, so they may worship me in the wilderness. And then again in Exodus 8, verse 1, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, This is what the Lord says, Let my people go, so they may worship me. And I often think when I have got chains on, and we often sing of chains being broken, when we are slaves to something, then we are not free to worship. And don't be surprised if God releases you of something and gives you freedom in something so that he may be worshipped. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. When, when I used to do grade eight like home groups in high school, the lighties used to go, oh, yeah, Tedder. So, so if, you, if you're feeling an, oh, yeah, Tedder, then uh, just uh, set it out there. Um, and like I said earlier, the, the easiest way for me to identify what I am a slave to is what is preventing me from worshiping. I mean, God literally sent seven plagues of absolute destruction across a whole nation so that he may be worshiped. And if, that, if the whole story about the Israelites was just about that, it still would have been worth it so that they could be free to worship God. Next slide there. So we've got King David. Okay. And this is one of like my, my stories that I use to justify our wild worship. And uh, it's quite exciting. In 2 Samuel 6, verses 14 to 23, it says... Uh, basically wearing nothing, David was dancing before the Lord with all his might uh, while he and all, all of Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of trumpets. This is the king of Israel dancing with all his might. Basically, he was wearing linen earpods or whatever, which apparently is not much. AirPods, yeah. <laughs> he was just wearing his AirPods, guys. <laughs> One of those silent raves. Have you seen those? These guys with their AirPods just going crazy. So that, 
And David in that moment was showing complete indifference. And there was not an ounce of dignity in what David was doing. And if we are completely free, then there's nothing that can have shame over us. And how often are we wanting to step into something radical in, in church circles, but we have shame over us, and so we hold back? And David, who was the king, who technically could have the most pride and the most dignity, became so undignified that he's just dancing around with his AirPods. But then what was, what was interesting for me about the scripture, I, I'd kind of only focus on that first part. The, the second part of that, that scripture goes, it says, As the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Michal, daughter of Saul, watched from a window. And when she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she despised him in her heart. And how often in church or in society we step into our freedom and people despise it. And your freedom, you walking in your freedom will come up against resistance. Because we live in a fallen world and there is jealousy, there is religion, there is insecurity. And, and you know what? I don't think David gave us stuff. I think he was so indignified that he didn't care. And I want to be that free that even when people come to me and try to hold me back from my freedom, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm dancing before the Lord. Is there anything more important? Is your opinion more important than what, I'm, what I am doing here in my freedom? I mean, it's obviously easier said than done with the fear of man and the society we live in, but that's the truth. And we are called to dance wildly and do things wildly for Jesus. Which brings me on to my next point, next slide. Jesus himself. And what he did on the cross, it, ba it basically shattered all of those slavery things of identity, indifference, community, worship, all those things. But just for the sake of what I'm doing here, John 14 verse 6 says, Jesus, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And it's something we know, but it actually releases identity in us. And releases our freedom because of that. And I used to love preaching about identity. Pretty much through the whole of high school, people used to know me when I was preaching at school and chapel or whatever. They knew they were getting an identity preach. Because what Jesus won for us and won our identity unlocks so much freedom. When we know who we are, we walk with power. And like we were saying there, when we know that there's Aslan walking next to us, there's a presence in the room that we carry. And Jesus won that for us. But our freedom doesn't end at the cross. And I think if there's anything you take away from all of this, it's, it's this point, this big but. It, our freedom doesn't end at the cross. So Jesus leaves, he ascends, but he leaves us the Holy Spirit. And with that, we gain purpose. And our freedom gains purpose. If we go to the next slide there, Lenny. And I love the story of Peter and John. And there's a cool little song, Peter and John went to pray, the middle lame man on the way, done of the rest. So I'll read the scripture from Acts 3 verse 1 to 12. 
One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three o'clock in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was carried to the temple uh, gates called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going to the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. And already I can feel like there's, there's authority that Peter is carrying. And they, they have been, the Spirit has been released. They've obviously seen what's happened with Jesus. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do I give to you. And, and already there, Peter, Peter had been released and he was completely free. And with that, he was imparting. He says, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple, uh, temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gates called Beautiful. And this is awesome. And then they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. And when we walk in our freedom, we release wonder and amazement over people around us. And I don't know about you guys, but watching uh, the announcement video and the things that the healing events is doing. I am filled with faith and there's something about my freedom that is unlocked. And so both parties here were walking in their freedom. Peter and John were blessed with freedom and identity and the Holy Spirit and they imparted that to this man and he was freed of being crippled and he took that further and went singing and dancing because of his freedom and that's what you do when you're free. You walk with a bit of a strut in your step. And because of that, other people around him were released in their freedom. And that's why our freedom didn't end at the cross. If we hold on to that freedom, we are denying everyone around us of that. So I've got two stories of, of areas of freedom in my, in my own life. And just to, to kind of give a bit of grace, our freedom can get messy sometimes. And it's, it's not always easy to walk in our complete freedom. It isn't. So when I, when I was a lati, used to worship over here, and we used to have a bucket of flags, and I used to wave this flag, but like, wow, they in full freedom. And I accidentally, I don't even know if she remembers, but I hit Paige pretty hard in the head. And she was, she was quite, yes, accidentally, mom, don't worry. They don't think I'm a savage just beating my sister with a flag. Um, and so I accidentally hit Paige. And obviously, I, like I said, I hit her pretty hard. So there, there, were, there were tears, and it was, it was really embarrassing for me. And unfortunately, I let the fear of that take over me, and I didn't, I didn't wave a flag again. And you know, sometimes when we're walking in our freedom, we're going to trip and fall. And John, have you prayed for someone before and they haven't been healed? Many times. 
But if the first time John prayed for someone and they didn't get healed, if he stopped there, we wouldn't have an epic announcement video. And we wouldn't have these testimonies. Todd White prayed for 600 people unsuccessfully before he saw his first healing. And he has just wrecked people with, with freedom. And so when we trip and when we fall and when we hit your sister by accident with a flag, get up and pick up that flag again and be a bit more controlled with it maybe. <laughs> but then I want to move on and say to everyone else, let's give people the grace to fall in their freedom as well. So if I can put the next slide up. So this was a letter from my mom on the 21st of February, 1999. So I was about two and a half. And I know some of you have read already, so I'm quickly going to get in there. It says, Dear Stephen, I had always been too scared to let you paint at home because of the mess. But, but I decided to buy you paints, cokies, etc., and I made up a little activity box for you. This was your first, I don't know why this is inverted commas, <laughs> paint artwork, mom, inverted commas, <laughs> that you did at home. You really did enjoy it, and so did I. And guess what? Hardly any mess. Love, mom. And, and, and you know what? Obviously, mom, you, you, were, you were scared to release freedom because it can get messy. And you've probably justified in that. I was probably a messy kid. Maybe, I don't know. And, and you know what? There's people in church that can get messy. But when we release that freedom, something truly, truly special happens. And you can show the next slide. Wow. Wow. Damn. <laughs> yeah, take it all in, guys. Just take it all. I mean, I, I could give you a whole rundown about where I was going with that. But you know what? And I, I'm not going to lie. That, I mean, that's not perfect. <laughs> Listen, I'm just going to be honest. Like, I know, you, I know what you guys are thinking, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, like, it's, it's not perfect, but freedom leads to more freedom. And there's a confidence that me doing that would have built. And maybe at the expense of some mess. But it's worth it. And so if there are people next to you or in your community or in your church that you're a little bit nervous of giving some freedom, take one for the team. And clean up the mess afterwards. And let's see people walk in their freedom. Because I would rather have people running at 100 miles an hour and tripping every now and then than everyone waiting in the starting blocks. Because we were not given freedom. Jesus didn't die on the cross so that we could be comfortable. He died on the cross so that we can run at 100 miles an hour. And we might trip. And we might fall. But then let's get around that and help people and clean up the mess and work through the mess 
So guys, what are you set free of? And why are you set free of that? That's me, guys. Be free, be blessed. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your story if you've been encouraged by this episode. You can connect with us on Facebook or leave a review on our podcast.